0: For sure, if you're working from home, create two different work spaces so that mm-hmm. you're not, you know, really close. Besides, which it's going to be difficult to work if you're, you know, in each other's space and hearing each other. Um, if there are chores that you're doing. Um, divide the chores up, do them at different times. Again, so maybe one of you goes out for a walk while the other one's doing some chores, or one of you reads in a a private space um, and closes the door while the other one is, you know, doing something else. Um, Make sure that you build into your schedule time for um, yourself.
1: This week, we enter COVID lockdown week, who knows, which means couples might not be really happy with each other and maybe even spending their downtime browsing dating apps. Yikes. Dr. Karen Sherman shares tips on how we can all get through this together. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, HitchMag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, the brilliant Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationships and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, and she is also the co-author of Marriage Magic: Find it, keep it, and make it last. Um we are going to talk today about uh the well it's it's a wishy washy topic well we'll be we'll be honest about it um but it's basically there was a study that came out uh, i take that back it was a poll that came out about um you the about people looking at dating apps. Uh, potentially looking to cheat on their current partners. And so we're going to discuss whether or not people are getting tired with the lockdown during this time of COVID um, and if they're looking to cheat. So um, this was a YouGov poll, and they found something somewhere around 17% of users across all dating apps were looking to cheat on their partners. Um, I guess my first question for you, Karen, is uh, having people locked up for this long—is it? Was this just bound to happen that people would then eventually just get bored and tired and start wandering with their uh, iPhones <laughs> instead of? You know, of eyes?
0: it's funny because when I saw the first question, my initial reaction was—or it wasn't even a, no. I let me correct myself. I actually had the thought prior to. Uh, Reading these questions a while back on my own, I guess that there's less affairs during COVID Mm. because, you know, um, people are afraid to be intimate perhaps and getting sick. You can't account for your, you know, for missing. You can't say, you know, I've I've gone shopping at the store for a while. So I was actually thinking that it would cut down on affairs. But then when I saw these questions and, you know, I wasn't thinking in terms of, okay, online, um, I guess, you know, I'm not surprised by it. Now, the only thing is, do we have information about a comparison of what it was like? I don't remember, you know, I read this study, but I don't remember. Do do they compare what it was like pre-COVID? No. Were there that many people
1: on there? I don't know about... Hate? Yeah, no, I don't know about a comparison. Um, the one thing that jumps to my mind is, and I don't know how relatable it is, but in China, they had a giant lockdown um, mm-hmm. at the, you know very early on in the year, like we did... Well, I take that back. We did not do a giant lockdown. Right. But anyways, there was this... Um, idea that there was going to be just this crazy massive spike in divorces when the, when the lockdown lifted and the lockdown lifted and they did not have a crazy Mm -hmm. humongous spike in, in divorces. So, um, that's why at the very beginning of this, I said it was kind of a wishy washy topic because I don't know if there's any real evidence to any of this. Um, Mm -hmm. there we've talked about it in the past. There's a, a cheating website, Um, and I call it a cheating website and I'm not going to mention the name, but, um, the whole point of it is to cheat Mm -hmm. and, um, that has been in existence and that has been used and it, um, hasn't like destroyed the institution of marriage. So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is more or less. Right. And as you know, like cheating information is always difficult to come by because how many people are going to say like, hey, by the way, yeah, I'm one of the the people cheating. Correct.
0: Correct. And then again, you know, it's a poll. And as I've said countless numbers Mm -hmm. of time, you know, you're saying how many are going to admit it. And even the people who do, they're of a different ilk than you know, the general population. So it, it really is very hard to know, you know, if what we're getting here is accurate and if it in fact, to my initial point, is different than what it used to be.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's also, you know, some follow-up questions too about like, you know, you're, so you're there to cheat on your spouse. Were you already in discussion of divorce? Are you, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's some context that is missed in this kind of a, in this kind of polling data. So, right. Right. Um, with all that being said, uh, if, if you find a dating app on your spouse's phone, uh, or iPad or, you know, bookmarked on their Mm -hmm. browser, um, what should you do about it? Hmm. (laughs) There are going to be some people who would say, just throw the
0: person out. (laughs) Um, you know, I'm, I, I think you have to approach your partner and say, um, I found this on your, your phone or your iPad or whatever, and I'm not really sure what's going on. Um, it's going to be very hard to approach your mate and do it in a way where you can see this um, app or this behavior as indicative of a larger problem or a different problem. Mm -hmm. Most people, if you saw this, you would get very emotionally distraught, feel all sorts of um, rejection and, you know, um, upset and jealousy and, you know, on and on and on. And it would be very hard to look at it and say, okay, so this is now on your phone. What's going on? Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes in the past when we've discussed affairs, we have said that affairs many times. Are really the um, pimple, so to speak, of you know an underlying buildup of problems in the marriage, mm-hmm. and if you can get past all the hurt around the affair. And really, then use it as a way to look into the problems. You can have a much better marriage. So that's why I'm saying if you cannot flip out Mm -hmm. that you have found this dating app and say, okay, I found this, you know, I found this on your tech stuff. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Why is it here? What's happening in our relationship that you had the need to download this? Right. that will be much more productive. But in reality, you know, a lot of things sound good in concept, and then when you go to do them, they're not as easy to do.
1: Right. Yeah, no, this would be... I mean, I, can, I can't I imagine how crushing it would be to find something like that. The mm-hmm. one The one thing that I was thinking is, uh, this is a step before finding messages of actual mm-hmm. engagement with somebody. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's still that... I don't want to call it a sliver of hope, but there's still that um, buffer of nothing has happened yet. Potentially mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you're just finding that like, they're just, there's curiosity there, but there hasn't been any action yet. And I feel like mm-hmm. there's some r- room to move there as a mm-hmm. relationship to move forward. So, um, Good point. uh, If you suspect your spouse might be thinking of drifting, and this, I suppose this would be whether or not you found anything on their device, um, what can you do about that? Well, I don't know that you
0: necessarily have to have found um, that kind of app to be aware that your partner is drifting. Um, And I think probably... Because we know, by and large, women have a better pulse on a relationship. Women would be more aware than men would, though I'm not saying that men can't be. Um, But if you realize that things are just not the same between you, that there's a sense of disconnection, that there's an apathy, that your um, intimacy has gotten much less, um, I think it's important to say, you know... I know all marriages hit rough spots, and I think we've possibly run into a rough spot. And the only way that we can make it better is if we talk about it, as uncomfortable as it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, So that you're not attacking your partner, and you're generalizing it like that all couples, which is true, all couples run into rough spots. And, you know, I've been feeling it a little bit. I'm wondering if you are feeling this way and, you know, let's not get, let this get too far so that we can, you know, salvage things and make it better, figure out what's going wrong. And,
1: and part of that conversation, what, what kind of questions do you ask? Do you ask, you know, do you feel like you're missing something? Am I making you upset? Like, what are the questions? Like, how would you probe that subject? (gasps)
0: Well, I think the first question is this is, you know, as I said, this is part of what I've been feeling. Are you feeling any of that as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you're going to ask questions, you know, like are there things that, you know, I'm doing that are bothering you? Are there things that I could be doing that would make you happier? Um, you know, or, or again, putting it in the we, you know, are there things that each of us could be doing that would? show more respect or more awareness of one another. You know, again, in the beginning of a relationship, you're so tuned into each other. Mm-hmm. You're so wanting to notice the other person and what makes them happy. So if you say, again, you know, it's it's very typical for couples to drift apart and to become sort of humdrum. You know, what kinds of things have we sort of let drift or let, um, you know, go by the wayside? You remember, Steve, years ago, we used to talk about having check-ins with one another Mm -hmm. every Sunday or once a month or every two weeks and just sort of say, like, how'd the week go? You know, what things did we do that we really liked? What things could we do that we could improve? So this is just a variation on the same thing to say, you know, okay, so what are the things we need to sort of spruce up again? And -hmm. what are the things that, you know, have sort of been falling by the wayside that we need to, you know, um, be watching? Uh, So I think that that's the kind of conversation you have to have.
1: Okay. And the fact that we are in a global pandemic where Mm -hmm. nothing is normal and the circumstances and our daily lifestyle and... Uh, routines have been completely upended. Does that change any of it? Like I get that things aren't great now, but it's also like the world isn't great right now. And, you know, we just need to, you know, buckle down for a little bit longer and we'll be okay. Or do you feel like this is something that if it's bubbling up, regardless of the circumstances, um, you should be having this discussion.
0: Well, I think if it's bubbling up, you should be having this discussion. But I do think our present circumstances are adding a, you know, extra or maybe several layers of extra stress to the relationship. You know, you normally you'd go out, let's say, on a Saturday night, you'd get together with couples and, you know, there's a diversion. It's not just the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there would be activities you could do. And now you're limited in what activities you can do. Um, and if you're around each other a lot, you know, all those little habits that were annoying are really mm-hmm. annoying. So I do think that um, our present circumstances, societally, you know, internationally, are really going to um, exacerbate whatever was there and make it that much more difficult.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, I, I feel like we've talked about that in the past, about whenever stress is really applied – the, you get more truth out of those situations because yeah. you, you, the, you know, people's true colors start to come through. And, mm-hmm. um, in the relationship, I think you start to see the real cracks in it, in the foundation uh, much like when we talk about, uh, couples having babies, like when they think mm-hmm. the baby will solve the problem, but really all it does is it exposes the strengths and weaknesses of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, you, you know you you mentioned couples not being able to go out and hang out with other couples and all that stuff mm-hmm. um you know they really can't escape each other at this moment um mm-hmm. you know there are some families out there um where they do still have to go out into the workforce workplace um to you know help keep our society running so thank you very much for those who have to do that um but otherwise, for the most part, couples are kind of locked in with each other, so how can um Couples find some personal space where they can like breathe and think.
0: Right. Well, so for sure, if you're working from home, create two different work spaces so that mm-hmm. you're not, you know, really close. Besides which, it's going to be difficult to work if you're, you know, in each other's space and hearing each other. Um, if there are chores that you're doing. Um, divide the chores up, do them at different times. Again, so maybe one of you goes out for a walk while the other one's doing some chores, or one of you reads in a, a private space um, and closes the door while the other one is you know, doing something else. Um, make sure that you build into your schedule time for Um, yourself, where you are um, doing something, whether it be exercise or taking a bath or um, doing some meditation or something, because all of those self-care will help you deal with stress and and help you have a sense
1: that, you know, you have some
0: things that are for yourself.
1: Um, Can I, I want to interject really quick. Sure. I, I think it's really important because I know this is really difficult for a lot of people and a lot of people like to become the martyr within the household Mm -hmm. of taking on everything. I think it's really important for people to give themselves permission to say, I need time for just me. It's not, it's not a selfish act. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel that way. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you have to do it. You have to say, I and, and it can be for anything. It can be to take a nap. It can be to read a book. It can be to go to, on a walk or do yoga or whatever. And um, you're offering these recommendations. And, and I, I guess I'm just trying to add that it's okay. It's okay to do these things. And not only is it okay, but it's necessary. And you should well, give allow yourself sure. to do it.
0: Yeah. And here's what I'm going to add to make it easier for the people who have a hard time doing it. You're not only doing it for yourself. But you are doing it for the other people in your life Mm -hmm. because if you don't give that to yourself, you're going to burn out or you're going to be stressed and you're going to end up lashing out. So if you give that time to yourself, it allows you to fare better and therefore respond better to the people in your life.
1: Such a great point, yeah. Um, there were, were you going to add anything else no. uh, before Mm-mm. I interrupted you? Okay. Um, yeah, no. And I will reiterate the metaphor that I use all the time, which is when you're on an airplane and things are going bad, mm-hmm. they tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, Yes. not because you're selfish, <laughs> but because right. you can't help anybody else if you pass out. And that's exactly. essentially what we're talking about here. So, yes. Um, okay. So lastly I have for you is, um, Being in lockdown has really limited the couple's access to resources and social support. Being able Mm -hmm. to hang out with a friend at the coffee shop and hug each other when you see each Mm -hmm. other. And and we know how important touch is and all the other stuff that's been just stripped away from us. Um, Do you have any thoughts or ideas on how couples can get some of that social support back while we are still in a quarantine situation?
0: Well, I mean, obviously, except this is starting to get old and I think people are starting to get tired of it, doing Zoom calls or, you know, FaceTime and things like that. You know, obviously, I mean, I feel very blessed because I'm in a community. So we go out and we see people walking and our pool is open. So even though we have restrictions on how we use it, at least we can see other people. and, And that's tremendously helpful. And quite frankly, I'm very concerned as winter comes, and we're not past this, and we don't have the opportunity to get out of our houses, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. But there are plenty of people I know who either don't live in a community like mine, or for whatever the reasons, don't have access to people, and it's much more difficult for them. Um, so, yes, do the Zoom, do the FaceTime. I think at this point if you can find a couple of people, not a lot, but a couple of people where you create a bubble, right. meaning that you know that these people have really handled themselves in a careful way as you have, and you know that they're have not they not just being willy-nilly about how they go out and how they function and who they've seen, and... Make those the people that you get together with, and maybe it's you know two another two couples or so. Mm-hmm. that can really make a difference. And yeah. then you've got permutations. You know, it could be the women who get together, it could be the men who get together. But that really helps. Um, depending on where you live, um again, <clears throat> some of the things we've started to do here, but it's all outdoors, is we have started to play cards with each other, but we all wear masks because when you're playing cards, you can't be six feet apart. Mm-hmm. So the agreement is that we all wear masks. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also tell you that before we felt comfortable doing that, we were using certain apps um, to play either Cube or Canasta, mm. or I, I'm sure there's a margin but here's the other thing we did there is a, um, a site called freeconferencecall.com you do not pay for it and if you open up an account and then you call into that line while we were playing on the app the people who were playing together would call into the line and at least we were talking to each other So you weren't just playing like, you know, on a stupid app, you still had a way to communicate with each other. And that helped. So I just want to throw that out there because it took a couple of weeks before we realized we should do that. And once we did that, it made it so much um, more fun because, you know, we were talking to each other.
1: Yeah, that's great. And it, it, it's interesting too. just, just seeing people, I think yes. is so powerful. Um, to, to your point, our, our, I live in a community that also has a, a communal pool and we have strict guidelines and they limit the number of, uh, households allowed. And at one mm-hmm. time, and there's a time limit on how long you can be there and stuff so, to, to keep the, uh, the occupancy at a level that, is safe so that people can have their own little corners of the pool if they need to. Um, also I live in a neighborhood where they just, uh, literally a week ago opened up a giant sports park, uh, right hmm. around the corner from me. Mm-hmm. And it has been amazing d- just to see all the people out and about. Um, mm-hmm. and because it is a giant sports park, um, there is a lot of distancing, it's outdoors. Um, and it, it's given people a place to congregate, but not be in a particularly dangerous situation. And I'm not going to lie and say that I think everybody over there is doing it right the right way, but, um, just seeing every, just seeing a giant group of people, Mm-hmm. Um, spread out. And this is, when I say it's a giant sport, it's got pickle courts and tennis courts and basketball courts and beach volleyball courts and all sorts of stuff, soccer fields. It's got everything. And just seeing people on all the different things is, uh, it's just like, it's really heartening. It, it kind of gives you a little bit of hope when you just think like, uh, this is never going to end. And it's like, Oh no, there's some. There's a little bit of normalcy out there, and people mm-hmm. are still wanting to be with other people, and it's just really nice. Oh, very
0: much. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But I think, you know, that <clears throat> you're fortunate because of where you live, so am I, but I think a lot of our listeners don't have access to those kinds of amenities, um, and so, again, the idea of creating a bubble of You know, using your apps, but, you know, having another source to talk to each other, um, you know, those things will help. And the the other thing I'm going to say, not only for the couple, but just for your own sanity, is to do things that – because we know even just for – Times where we're not stricken, you know, through a pandemic, novelty is really, really important Mm. um, to keeping relationships going. So do something different, you know. Try cooking together. Do a jigsaw puzzle together. Um, Just do an activity that is not what you would normally do, because even if you don't enjoy it, if it's different. It will. It really will help stimulate you a little bit, um, and you might find that you like it.
1: Right. So, right. Yeah. So and
0: doing something different is important.
1: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned those uh, the games on the phone, the the Rummy Cube and Canasta and all that other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe try that if you've never tried it. Um, right. So many there's so many things that you can do and 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 try right now, and I think that's one of the tricks is. Looking for opportunities because you are in a unique circumstance, maybe things that you couldn't or wouldn't do otherwise, um, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap this up?
0: No, I think that, you know, along the way.
1: Uh, we've added stuff, so I feel, I don't feel guilty. (laughs) Great. Perfect. Uh, nor should you. Um, okay. Well with that, we will wrap this one up then. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure as usual. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure Um, and so before we go I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years Karen is the author uh, the author of mindfulness and the art of choice transform your life she is also the co-author of marriage magic find it keep it and make it last and you can get this information at her website drkarensherman.com of course you can find this information on our website hitchedmag.com, as well as thousands of articles the entire archive of our podcast so you can listen to all the great things that we've talked about over the years um and uh we have a free newsletter that you can sign up for it goes out once a week on monday evening um and it will keep you up to date on all the latest information that we've put out for the week and uh so hopefully we do that it takes about 30 seconds so with that we will wrap this up so thank you one last time and until next time take care everybody We're on top of the world tonight
0: Hey! 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 Hey!
1: Are you ready? We look into each other's eyes We know that